0: You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, April 24th, 2023. I'm Mike Pierce, Senior HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. Developers are saying building in Portland has become unaffordable. Lee Fahrenbacher, HFO senior broker, on why Portland multifamily investors are voting with their money. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Gantry Incorporated, the country's largest independent banking firm focused exclusively on commercial real estate. HFO is your leading multifamily firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. Portland developers are struggling to build affordable housing due to the accumulation of various development requirements that have been introduced by the city in recent years. Justin Wood, a developer, said that these requirements are preventing him from building more affordable housing on a vacant lot that he was interested in. Wood said that after he calculated the cost of building materials, labor costs, and construction loans, city bureau development fees, and the cost for the empty lot for the months it takes for the city to process permits, he estimated that he would only make 35,000 in profit per unit. After taxes, the payout would drop closer to 20,000. To meet the city's goal is to significantly reduce carbon emissions and slow effects of global warming. The city established policies that have gradually added up, making it difficult for developers to afford to build new housing in the city of Portland. However, urban study experts believe that the rollback of these policies is short-sighted and places Portland Collective Health at risk in exchange for developers' financial comfort. The city of Portland is facing a housing crisis, and costly construction requirements are believed to be a significant factor in slowing down the supply of affordable housing. Developers argue that the city's affordability crisis is best addressed by building more housing, affordable to households making near the area's median income. However, developers face regulatory costs that can be burdensome and may discourage them from building affordable housing altogether. To address this issue, the city is considering several options, including streamlining information about the development process requirements, creating a specialty team for quick permitting requests, and allowing housing developers to defer system development charge, or SDC payments, for at least two years. These initiatives aim to make housing projects more financially feasible, and spur additional investment in the housing market. In addition, the state government has set a goal for Oregon to produce at least 36,000 units of housing each year, with the aim of adding 348,000 homes by 2030. The state legislature recently passed a bill requiring cities to establish their own annual budget production goals for specific income levels, and penalties will be imposed on those jurisdictions if they fail to meet those targets experts argue that while many housing construction requirements may have been well-intentioned, they may now be obstructing the development of affordable housing. Therefore, it is essential to examine these policies and find a balance between maintaining the high standards and addressing the housing crisis in Portland. Portland multifamily investors are voting with their money by HFO senior broker Lee Farenbacher. There is a familiar refrain HFO brokers hear when they talk to rental housing providers about their investment plans in Portland. I'll look at anything outside of Portland, better yet... Anything outside of Monmouth County. HFO has heard this statement in the past year from investors nationwide. Their feedback is consistent, as are their concerns. Investors are reevaluating whether the city that works actually pencils in the face of growing homelessness, crime, increasing governmental regulations, and one of the highest tax rates in the country. Unfortunately, many are deciding it does not. Last year, according to one local 1030 exchange company, of 207 transactions totaling $220 million in Portland-based sales it saw come through its office, only 35 investors accounting for roughly $55 million remained in Portland with their replacement properties. Statewide, the same accommodator saw $435 million of $900 million in total sales exit Oregon via 1031 exchanges. The most popular destinations were Washington, Florida, Arizona, and Idaho in that order. A recent Oregon Housing and Community Services analysis identified a need for 554,000 new units statewide over the next 20 years. As a result, the Oregon Governor, Tina Kotek is proposing an ambitious public investment to spur the production of 36,000 new units annually. Despite the need to build more housing, the Oregon legislature seems to be more focused on penalizing rental owners instead of helping to speed up production and encourage investment. For example, Oregon's new rent control measure, SB 611, which caps rent increases at 5% plus CPI, but no more than 10% a year, along with ballot measure 26238, which will be on the May ballot and would create a 0.75% capital gains tax in Multnomah County. Just for two examples of the most recent efforts. According to CoStar, Portland has about 4,300 apartment buildings, which account for nearly 130,000 units. Of those buildings, 68% were built before 1980, which means most Portland rental properties have plumbing, electrical, and other building systems that are approaching or have exceeded the 50-year age and are nearing the end of their useful lives. On top of that, monthly costs for things like utility, admin, and taxes are increasing, and operating an apartment community cost-effectively is becoming increasingly complex, especially for smaller communities, with fewer income-producing units to spread expenses across. More than 76% of apartment properties in Portland are smaller than 30 units. With current interest rates and proposed legislation being considered by the legislature, it's hard to imagine how a new owner could even afford to purchase a property today. That's the problem because besides well-documented need for more housing, Portland needs continued investment in existing and aging housing stock. Making plans in an environment where legislatures continually dictate what rental housing providers can charge and what they must pay, SB 608, 611, and ballot measure 26238, just to name a few, makes investors question whether Portland, Oregon is a safe place to do business. Portland is an amazing city. It's access to the great outdoors, vibrant food culture, friendly, open-minded people are what make it great. Unfortunately, more and more rental housing providers are deciding it's not worth the risk. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interview. We have John Gillum from CoStar discussing Portland's current multifamily market. HFO TV interviews are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog, available on our website. If you're a multifamily owner in Washington, be sure to subscribe to our other bi-weekly podcast, Washington Multifamily Market Watch, available on our website and all podcast markets. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO-TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.